from the city of brotherly love, this is Shark Bite Biz with David Strausser. And you just arrived to the newest episode of Shark Bite Biz. I'm your rock star wannabe host, David Strausser, and this is your place to learn how to grow business during complete global chaos. Today, we're going to talk about having an effective PR strategy. First, though, remember, please download the Shark Bite Biz app found exclusively for the moment at the Google Play Store. That's where you can find every single episode of this podcast, both audio and video formats right there inside of the app. Plus, if you click on that coffee store tab, you'll find our fabulous coffee, Dead House Coffee, right there in the app. You can do your purchase or you can head on over to deadhousecoffee.com Use code SHARK, you'll get 20% off of your order. All the proceeds help us continue to build the biggest and best show we possibly can. Now let's get back to today's show. What good is a press release that nobody sees? Sure, you can get a thousand sites to copy and paste, but really without a genuine article written about your press release, what good does it really serve? So cue you in today's guest, Mr. Mickey Kennedy. Mickey Kennedy is an expert at helping small businesses, authors, and startups increase their visibility and credibility. Mickey founded e-releases 22 plus years ago after realizing that small businesses desperately need a press release service they can actually afford giving them access to the media and to a national newswire, all with a personal touch. Mickey lives in Baltimore County, Maryland. So hey, without further ado, let's bring Mickey right on in here. Reach your customer. Mickey, welcome to Shark Bite Biz. You, my friend, you just became Shark Bait. Great. I'm glad to be here. Oh, no problem. So we have a tradition on the show. Very first question is, who are you? What's your background? What's your experience? What do you do for a living? How did you get there? Basically, give us your life in a nutshell. Tell us what makes Mickey, Mickey. Okay, so I'm originally from North Carolina. I went to graduate school in Northern Virginia, I studied creative writing with an emphasis in poetry and got an MFA degree in that. Assumed I would wait tables and write poetry in the evenings, but <laughs> I realized that uh, my, my, my body found it very exhausting waiting tables and I had no energy. Yeah. So I, I quickly went to an office job. I got a job at a telecom startup. I was employee number three. And one of the wow. things they uh, gave me to do was to write press releases and send them out. And we were doing it through fax. And so I was sending out press releases and faxing them. And <laughs> I started getting a lot of phone calls from journalists saying, could I just email them the press release? Because we were publishing a lot of numbers, statistics, charts, and things like that. Mm -hmm. And they said it'd be easier to work with, like in Microsoft Word or some kind of text format. And so I mentioned it to my boss that uh, seems like email's the way to go. And he says, ah, there might be a business there. So I spent about a year in my free time, which wasn't considerable working for a startup, 
uh, right. contacting journalists and asking them if I could just email them relevant press releases. And, you know, this was uh, 24 years ago. Most of wow. them said yes. And so I launched about a year after that with about 10,000 journalists in my database. And I had just been doing that ever since. Um, I was contacted by Pierre Newswire um, you know, during this. And they said, hey, you should also send your releases uh, through us. And I yeah. pointed out that uh, that would be great because uh, my, my customers are largely entrepreneurs, small business owners, authors, speakers, and they don't really utilize a wire. And so that would be a win-win. But I recognize that the cost of a PR Newswire is like $1,000 for a national press release. Mm -hmm. So uh, we went back and forth and trying to, they looked at my customers and they kind of agreed that they weren't people that their own salespeople would ever go after. They're just, they, you know, their account mm. isn't big enough. And so- They're smaller accounts. Uh, they were. And I tried to figure out how we could make it a win-win. We noticed that they have an overnight editorial staff in the US just because if there's breaking news or recall, you have to get something to Asia. There is an editorial desk for that, but they don't do a lot. So I said, why don't we set up our releases by default for next business day so that you could work on them overnight and it wouldn't cost you any additional labor. That's just free labor that wasn't being utilized before. And so I've been working with them for it's going on 10 years now and it's been a really big win-win and I've had a lot of, you know, my customers get, you know, great media exposure just because of the leverage that PR, um, you know, right. has. So with e-releases then exactly how long has your business been around then? It was 23 years this past October. 23 years. Wow. I didn't realize that it's been around for so long. I mean, congratulations. There's been a lot of ups and downs the past 23 years. And to be able to survive that and keep the business going and stay ahead of the the technological curve, I guess you can say, you know, that, that that's pretty amazing. That's a That's a good accomplishment right there. Yeah, I'm very proud. Um, how large is your business, if you don't mind me asking? I mean, is it just you? Do you have employees? Do you I contract do. staff? I have um, six editors uh, and two support staff, in addition to some freelance writers and mm -hmm. uh, others that, that work. Um, we do That's about, pretty good. We do about 14,000 press releases a year. Um, so we're, we're moving a lot of press releases for a lot of small businesses. Right. So one thing that I've noticed during the pandemic is a lot of businesses seem, yes, you have the larger businesses that'll just, you know, do the, the, what is it? PR web or, you know, services like that, or maybe e-releases with you. They'll, they'll do, they'll do those traditional press releases, but I'm seeing more and more where, it's like they're doing the press release, but they're just doing it on their blog. I mean, what is that a trend? Do you see that a lot of companies are are doing that instead of going the traditional press release route? Or I, is it I just... haven't seen that as a huge trend. But that okay. being said, I'm mostly working with paying customers, so yeah. I, I may not be the best judge of that. Mm -hmm. I do know that when you just blog it and get it out there, it is content that's available for search engines. Some mm -hmm. people might find you, but I don't think it really gets picked up in Google News 
and really gets no. in front of the journalists and stuff like that. So that would be yeah. The it doesn't get picked that. up on Google News, but it will get picked up on like Google.com, for example. Sure. And that is the the pitfall for that. I mean, I've done a press release when we launched the initial podcast, which was cool because I mean, it got got everywhere. I mean, it it was on a lot of major sites, um, but. That being said, it was more just, I think, the distribution network as far as copy-pasting of the press release, and there wasn't an actual article ever written, like a journalist picked it up or whatever. So what you're talking about, we call press release syndication, and that's basically these third-party websites that will uh, post, in most cases everything that the newswires print like yahoo news for example right. it was just copy paste and newswires mean- moving away from that because what uh, that's good they they find that it confuses the marketplace and that people don't realize that what you're really looking for is an actual article written about you you are mm-hmm. looking for earned media not just syndication and so uh, some of my clients because they're not very sophisticated don't like that the newswire is reducing that. Because it used to be, if you did a press release on PR Newswire, you might get 300 links to these syndicated sites. Right Now, you're lucky to break 100. And the newswire is telling me, there may be a time where there's no links, that we just completely mm-hmm. end this. Because it's not really advantageous. You know, it's, it's duplicate content. It doesn't serve and, and a lot Google, of purposes. And Google, the duplicate content, we, we've talked about this um, I don't know if you know the podcast site Verbal, V-U-R-B-L. Uh, in full transparency, I am their ambassador for sales with them. And we've had their CEO, Audra, on, on the show. And one of the things that she was saying is like, she, her life was all video, okay? It was video content. And then when, you know, obviously Joe Rogan moving to Spotify, uh, people really started taking podcasts seriously when they saw that dollar figure. And she started looking into the the audio market and how archaic it is because you do one audio podcast and then it's duplicate content over like a hundred different sites. And for SEO, a site like Google, for example, I mean, that's actually bad. That that's not good having that many sites with duplicate content reposting all of that. You kind of get dinged in the search metrics for that. I would assume, and this is where my point comes around full circle with this story, is that I was would assume that's kind of the same way it would operate with press releases. Having all that duplicate content, they're kind of gonna ding you for that. Right. They don't they don't ding you when it comes to the news side of things. So uh, oh, okay. The, 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 because there are so many, um, when we talk about newswires, there's two types of newswires. There's PR mm-hmm. newswire and, and business wire that move press releases. But most of the wires that people have heard of are UPI, Reuters, AP, Associated Press. Mm-hmm. And all of them are licensing content to a lot of newspapers so that every newspaper doesn't have to have a journalist for every article. So mm-hmm. if there's a major breaking story, they can just pull it from the Associated Press and put right. it on their website. And all of these are duplicate content, but mm-hmm. uh, Google recognizes that it's news. So what it does is it usually wants to have one source, original author, that they give credit to 
and then all the other ones they give no credit to. It okay. used to be that they would give a little bit of credit to everybody, and they'd give a lot of credit to the original source. And now, uh, so there's no ding that happens. And okay. they're doing the same thing with with uh, press releases that get syndicated. I, I, I will admit, I was pretty happy to see that, I mean, whether it was copy and paste and duplicated or not, to see Sharkbite Biz, David Strausser on uh, Reuters.com and the Associated Press, like AP, my, uh, they copy pasted my article. I didn't pay for that. They just did it uh, through the network. I was now, to be fair, when we were launching, I had a lot of keywords in there as far as some of the famous people that were coming on the show, like right. a member of Aerosmith, the Verb Pipe, William Hung. People like that, Soledad O'Brien, I think. So it kind of gave us a little, I, I think that's why some of these other sites picked it up. But, um, you know, copy or paste or not, I was like, there you go. Bucket list item. I'm in the AP and it was for something good, actually. So I'm happy. <laughs> so let's uh, let's change topics a little bit then. I, you tell us the, I guess you can say your origin story about how you started with e-releases. Tell us exactly what your business does right now and how it differentiates. Like, why should we go, like, for example, if I want to do another press release for Shark Bite Biz, why would it be more beneficial for a very small business that probably isn't even profitable at this point uh, to go through you guys compared to one of the, the, the big wigs out there in the press release world. Right. So uh, the advantage of using e-releases would be cost um, mm -hmm. where uh, the small business partner of PR Newswire. So you can spend two to $400 and you will get what would cost you 12 to $1,600 at mm -hmm. uh, PR Newswire. So that's the biggest benefit of working directly with the e-releases. Um, and, you know, we also review the release when we come in. We have an editorial staff. Um, we guide the customer through. Um, do you fact check at all the press releases or not? We do not fact check, but we do check for grammar, punctuation, obvious misspellings. Uh, sometimes someone will say a convention starts on J Thursday, January 17th, and January 17th isn't a Thursday. So we try to right, catch those right. things. But we don't really get into actually looking at the facts and figures and determining whether the, that's correct or not. It's because ultimately, it is a press release, and that's on the company. You're not actually generating the content. Like, for example, I'm on the Forbes BizDev Council. and I've written a couple articles on Forbes.com. Those articles actually get literally fact-checked because even though I pay a membership to be on the BizDev Council, which gives me the right to write articles, because it's on Forbes.com, it's got to be actually fact-checked as well, too. And I think that's the, the big difference. I mean, because you're, you're not publishing, you're distributing Correct. Right. And the source of the press release is going to be the company that's releasing it. Right. So right. It's, it's assumed that they will be in charge of it. Um, and, you know, every once in a while you hear in the press release arena that a fake press release gets through. Um, we generally don't deal with that because <laughs> we don't deal with material news. We don't represent publicly traded companies. 
we're really in the business of working with small companies, mm-hmm. uh, small, you know, small businesses. So we're not really working with publicly traded companies or news that's generally considered material or anything like that. Right, right, right. And that's good because this is a small business growth podcast. So you're definitely talking to the right type of people on this show. So thinking about that, okay, why should these small businesses, again, whether it's a mom and pop, we have a lot of people that are, I guess you could say, working professionals, whether it's a lawyer, a an insurance agent, or we have a lot of people like that that listen to the show or very small manufacturers. Why would a press release help them? And also a two-part question, what kind of content should they put in a press release? Right. So uh, this is interesting because I've been dealing with for a long time of how to make press releases better work for my customers. And I published a book, I think almost a decade ago, about how to write the best press release. And I really felt like that was it. If you could just crack What's the, the name of your book? What's it? Let's get it out there. I think it's The Beginner's Guide to... You, yeah, just... you wrote it so long ago, you can't even remember the name of the book. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, we'll beginner's it. Guide to Writing Powerful Press Releases. Oh, there and you go. So, uh, and I think it's sold over like six or 7,000 copies. There's a lot of used copies of them out there as well. Did, did you self-publish? Is it on Amazon? It's still available? I did self-publish uh, originally. And what I found is that the shelf fees for having it at Amazon was so much that I went to their in-house uh, publishing. It used hmm. to be Create Space, but now it's something else. And they don't charge shelf space anymore. And so I actually get a check every month where before I was sending a check every month to Amazon to sell yeah. my book. So uh, Okay, okay. There you go. So, so yeah, go ahead. Continue with so what I, you were saying. I thought before. that writing the perfect press yeah. release was, was uh, the, the, the secret. And mm-hmm. I found that it wasn't. Uh, and we wow. would have really great press releases from a writing standpoint written. And what I found out is it's what the press release is about. The, you know, before you write, deciding what it is you're going to write about, the strategy that goes into it. And I've started to see customers that do get media pickup again and again. And what they're doing is different than other people. And so I put together a video training for my customers on eight powerful techniques that you can implement to write press releases that the media will turn into articles. And uh, I've had a really tough time getting my customers to watch a one hour video. Uh, yeah. I, I, I have over 20,000 customers and I think I've had like a whopping two or 300 actually watch the video training um, wow. and it's free. Uh, but uh, you know, one of the things that I noticed is writing a uh, press release about a survey or study that you did can really get a lot of immediate attention. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now is a, a great time to write uh, a, a press release like that because if you were to take the temperature of your industry right now, there's a lot of unknowns. You know, oh, yeah. uh, you know, with the a lot of uncertainty right now. You know, it's funny that you say that, and I've said this about a million times in the podcast. But when we launched the podcast, which was July 6, twenty twenty, with episode number one. And we're up to uh, episode, I think uh, season four is uh, episode 135 that we've done. Um, But 
I've been saying every couple episodes, well, now that we're at the tail end of this pandemic, you know, as we transition out of it and, you know, here I am almost two years later or a year and a half later, and it's, who knows when this is going to end. And there is so many uncertainties economically, you know, you, you go to the stores, I mean, shelves are still empty. Um, you know, it, it's a crazy, crazy time. So, you know, the market temperature, like you're saying, uh, that's a good thing to really get a grasp on, I think. Right. And, and I've had it work for, I've never had anybody who I've helped do a survey and study and turn it into a press release, not get at least four articles, original articles written about it. Wow. The average is eight to 12. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, there's, there's some secret sauce to it. Uh, the one thing is you're getting a survey out there, put one or two oddball questions in there. And you'd be mm-hmm. surprised how many times those are the ones that really get some exposure. Give me uh, an I, example of an oddball question. Okay, so I h- helped a local auto repair shop in Pennsylvania. They okay. contacted me and they said, hey, long story short, we used to have a web page for our, uh, our site and it was hosted through the Yellow Pages. We no longer have a relationship with the Yellow Pages, so we've got a new website. And the SEO guy says the best way that we could start ranking is to get important links from auto trade Mm -hmm. and auto industry publications. Can you do that? And I'm like- Backlinks pretty much, right? Right, so I said, let's let's go through an audit. And Mm -hmm. I realized they're doing nothing any different than any other auto uh, repair shop in America. So I said, if you're really wanting to get auto trade publications to cover you, you got to do a survey or study. And they were so hesitant because they're like, well, we're not important enough. And I said, you don't have to be. You're just the author of the study. The study, you know, speaks for itself. And so uh, they like, well, we don't know who to send it to. And I'm like, well, you're in luck because I don't care what industry you're in. There are dozens of small trade associations that will. I, I will take- ask one quick question there in the survey itself. Did they hire somebody to do the study for them or did they do the study themselves internally? The study was done through SurveyMonkey. It was like SurveyMonkey <laughs> Survey <laughs> processes the results and says 64 respondents, uh, 64% of the respondents said this in question six and, uh, and, and this. So, you know, uh, I think Google Forms does something similar, but SurveyMonkey, mm-hmm. which has changed its name to something else now, more corporate, yeah. uh, but uh, it, it, it did the work for you. And so all you do is you have a link, a URL that you provide, and they sent it to a trade association, and they shared it with their members, and almost 800 of them uh, completed the survey. And the oddball question that we included was, what's the strangest thing a customer left in their car while being repaired? And it was open field. It wasn't multiple Uh choice or anything. So every response we got was unique. I don't think anybody put the same thing in there. But we came up with some really crazy anecdotes. Uh, Mm -hmm. Boa constrictor, uh, grandma left in an urn that had to be retrieved (laughs) after hours for memorial. And uh, just a lot of funny things. And people love that. Uh, Mm -hmm. They got over a dozen auto trade publications that linked to them and uh, covered the, the, the... the the press release and study. Um, They got links from several newspapers, including their local newspaper. And within three months, they were ranking number one with this new website 
which was their goal. And mm-hmm. they had a lot of fun because uh, they said, uh, I, I didn't think that they would get any local pickup. And I warned them that, and that wasn't their goal, but they did actually get the local newspaper to pick it up. And they said that it really gave everyone a chuckle. They'd come in and say, man, I saw that that article about yeah. that. And, and every place covered it a little bit differently. Some picked and choose 10 of the wackiest stories. Some included the you know top 25. I think we published around 80 of uh, the interesting things that were left in the car, but they picked and choose what they wanted, what made a, a fantasy, a, a, a fascinating story to the media. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it is, if, if the story is, uh, you know, interesting and piques people's interest, they'll want mm-hmm. to, to, uh, you know, to, to share it with their people. And, and that was by and large, I would say 98% of the coverage was that question. There was wow. a lot of more questions to the survey, mm-hmm. but they they didn't cover those very much. They they just loved the, the little stories. Oh no, that that's great, and it's weird because with the world that we live in right now, everybody's looking for content to publish. I mean, if you look, how many articles a day do you see? And again, I'm not going through my newsfeed in Facebook. I've kind of backed off a little bit from Facebook kind of, I don't know, just cringy. I'm, I'm turning into more of a minimalist. But one thing I do do is when I go on my phone, I have Android with my, uh, with my Samsung phone. I'll go into the Google search. And as soon as I hit that, I'll just hit the G button. And it brings up a news feed for me of, you know, things that are of interest to me. And as I'm going through that, it surprises me how many articles I see are because of one TikTok video that has 15,000 views, one tweet that may have gotten maybe 800 responses. And it's a low amount, but it's still, you know, interesting enough. And because of the responses, that is getting an article on a major publication written about it and i I, i'm just kind of in awe about how low the bar is to get a major publication to write an article about something so with that in mind what you're saying to me makes absolute sense that if you do something like that somebody's going to write something and and like i said right now is a really good time because of the unknowns that if you sent to your industry I interviewed X number of people in our industry, and this is what they say about the economy right now, what they're spending, what their hiring's looking like. Are they, you know, uh, you know, cooling down hiring? Are they, you know, because things change on a dime right now with the, the pandemic and where we mm-hmm. are and everything like that. So people are wanting to know what people in their industry are feeling and thinking and mm-hmm. spending or not spending. And so that's really relevant. And the survey today is going to be so different than a survey in six weeks or even three months. So oh, yeah. it's something that you can just repeat if if you're taking the temperature of the industry today and you've got those hot button questions in there, uh, you should do really well. So with that, I mean, if I'm hearing you correctly, it sounds like here's a, an example. Say you're a professional services company. You have nothing special going on. You're not launching a new product. You know, you don't have a huge sale. Nothing like that's going on. But you're like, hey, crap, I need to get some 
publicity. You know, I'd like to do a press release, but I don't really have anything to write the press release about. What I'm hearing from you is, well, generate something, you know, create a survey and there, you know, something. And it is, I just Googled it while you were chatting and it is still SurveyMonkey. Um, you know, they may have changed to something else, but SurveyMonkey still shows up and works. Um, but, you know, use something as simple as that to go out there and create something to create the buzz and the press release about. And that's going to help you because I think some people kind of get confused in how this stuff works, okay? Uh, a press release, it may, like, for example, with the auto places you talked about, with the local media picking it up, that's going to help them directly where they're seeing, hey, people are coming to the auto shop, repair shop, and they're talking about, hey, I saw the article, so I came here, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of times, it kind of helps you indirectly because it's giving you all that backlinks, all that SEO. So that way, when somebody is searching for something like, you know, again, a professional services company, I, I do software with Vision 33. So for example, if they're looking for, hey, accounting software or ERP software near me, you know, having these backlinks that we have now to Forbes and having our offices spread out throughout the Northeast is something that is going to help them, you know, show up more on top of the search results. Is right. That's more or less what we're talking about, right? It is. And sometimes it's a little more direct than just, you know, mm -hmm. SEO benefit. Um, right. It's not unusual for people to get an influx of orders, especially if they get picked up in a, a gift guide whether right. it's uh, seasonal or something like that. Oh, that, um, that, that, that's a great example too. We, last year, um, there was an initiative called the Dining It really Bond. depends what you do. I mean, that, that's what it comes down to. It depends what you do. Me being in the software world, it would probably be more indirect as far as people coming there. But like you were just saying, somebody like holiday decorations or something like that, and they got picked up, you know, at the end of quarter three, early quarter four, right before the big holiday season, they're probably going to get a huge influx of orders because they're being picked up by the right places. And uh, it's always frustrating for clients when they get an article, often in like New York Times or Wall Street Journal, mm -hmm. they generally don't link to you. And mm -hmm. it really frustrates the clients. But they say, obviously, people are typing our company name into Google, finding us and placing orders or reaching out mm -hmm. to us. So, you know, it, it, it does happen. Uh, and actually, Google gives you SEO credit for those articles. Uh, they right. have a patent on uh, contextual uh, uh, search. And if the article they can tell is about you, but there's mm -hmm. no direct link, they still give you the benefit as if, as if there was a link. That's pretty awesome. So one of the topics that you had in the bio that I got from you really intrigued me. And I really want to get your take on this. It's how to get regular local media coverage without spending a dime. Right. How, what's that secret? So one of the top questions we filled at e-releases is mm -hmm. we get a call and someone says, I'm not really that important in national news. I really just want to reach my local market. Is that something you can do? And I'm like, yes, we can do it. We can saturate your local market. But why waste all this money? on us two to four hundred dollars for a small mm -hmm. business i feel like that's not 
an, an insignificant sum and just do it yourself. If you think about it, in your local market, there's less than 10 people who would write about you. And I'm talking about the local newspaper. Uh, if you're mm -hmm. lucky enough to have a business magazine or business newspaper, there might be some weekly publications. Uh, there could even be TV and radio spotlights that profile businesses. You, you find out not who the writer is, but the producer or booker of that show. Right. And all you have to do is do a little bit of research, come up with the five, six people you need to reach, and just send them an email. You don't even have to write a press release. Introduce yourself, point out your local business, why they should cover your story or what you're trying to share with them. Uh, approach it as recognizing that they're a gatekeeper and make it really obvious why they should share this with their audience, why their audience should care. And once you have that formula, uh, you can just uh, send these announcements out. I, I say shoot for at least uh, four times a year, but you know, eight to 10 times a year is not unusual if you have something that's meaningful. If you see a trend in another market, you can sort of, you know, don't tell them I saw this in another market, but you could say, hey, here's an interesting angle I thought you might be interested in, uh, you know, talking to us about how this uh, applies to a, a, a certain trend or concept. And so, uh, you know, it's a natural relationship that hopefully you're going to start. Uh, if you find a really hot tip for them that's in your industry or that they write about, you can share that with them, even though there's no mention of you. And you will become a trusted source so that when they are doing a story and they're looking to plug in a local company uh, so that it's relevant to the local market, they'll just naturally think of you and reach out to you. And it's one of the main reasons that the same companies tend to appear again and again in your local newspaper because they have a relationship with the writers and they're always available with a quote and uh, a mention. Oh, yeah. You know, we have time for about one more question here. And I think this is a pretty good question, is why do so many press releases? I think that the big reason is people are writing the press release from what's in it for me. And mm -hmm. they're, they're like, we have this product, we want to get a lot of buzz for it. And they're not thinking about how could I make this product something that the media would want to share with mm -hmm. their audience. Um, the journalists act as curators. And they're constantly looking for good content. And unfortunately, they have to constantly come up with more new content. So if you give them something that is something they can share, that's a nugget that's got something to it, they will do it. And you just mm -hmm. have to sort of reverse engineer what you're announcing so that you are thinking about how can I make this a win-win? How can I make this really something that they would want to share with their users? And, uh, you know, that kind of like we were just talking about, like with the content, as far as those TikTok videos or those hot takes on Twitter or whatever, getting full articles about them. I mean, I'm telling you, if people are writing videos about uh, writing articles about TikTok videos, they're desperate to get content and they re reach their quota or whatever. So make their job easy, right? right. Yeah, Give absolutely. them content to write about. But, anyways, hey. This has been amazing. I can't wait to see the press release about your appearance on Shark Bite Biz. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so I've got to ask you, how can people digitally stalk you online? Where can they find you? Uh, visit ereleases.com. I mentioned that I have a video course. It's less than an hour that mm -hmm. I originally developed for my customers. Anyone can check it out. It's completely free. 
And that's at ereleases.com forward slash plan, P-L-A-N. And there's eight strategies there for ideas that anyone can implement that will give them newsworthy content that they can send out as a press release. Awesome. Hey, Mickey, thank you so much for coming in. I've got to say, is that a Velociraptor there on your, is that a Raptor? On the wall? It? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love it. That is a beautiful I'm a fossil nerd. So <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful picture. It's totally awesome. Hey, thank you so much for coming in. You you share such valuable information. I'm sure everybody here listening or watching the show on YouTube definitely gonna love it. Please make sure you check out ereleases.com. Thank you again, Mickey. It's been a pleasure. Wow, that was an incredible chat with Mickey, right? First, you all know the routine. If you found this interview helpful, if it sparked those warm and fuzzies, do me a favor, hit that like button, smash that subscribe button. But if you really want to help us out, please share this out to your network. Wherever you dwell on the interwebs, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, share it out to your friends, your families, your colleagues. Get the word out about Shark Bite Biz and help inspire others to find people like Mickey Kennedy and e-releases. Now, let's get back to our literal rock star guest, Mr. Mickey, okay? Your PR strategy shouldn't be rocket science, and Mickey's interview really reinforced that message. Getting press, whether local or national, to even sometimes international, is actually pretty easy with the right PR strategy. One thing I really liked that Mickey brought up it was about doing a survey and having an odd question in there and then put those stats in your press release because oftentimes that's what people are going to pick up. That's genius, and I've got to admit, I love it. Definitely something I'll be doing with our next press release here at Shark Bite Biz. Overall, I think Mickey's message and mission was pretty clear. Do you want to pay for these major companies to release your press release that will pretty much just get copy and pasted to the major news sites that not many people will actually ever read or see? Or do you want some buzz? And do you want people to create real articles that gets your name, your business out there? Like we were discussing on the, the interview, there are a million sites out there looking for content to push, okay? It's not that hard. It all comes down to the right PR strategy. Really awesome stuff, Mickey. Thank you so much for coming on. Please make sure you check out his amazing business, e-releases. Question of the day. What's the craziest thing you ever had in a press release? Leave a comment down below on YouTube, please. Now, remember, if you want to be on the show, please shoot out an email to interviews at sharkbitebiz.com. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit that join button. For only $3 a month, you can become a baby shark. Or if you want to support us and get something real back in return, head on over to deadhousecoffee.com. Use code SHARK. You're going to get the freshest coffee on earth. It is literally roasted, sealed, and shipped within a 24-hour period to you, making sure that it arrives fresh on your doorstep. Use code SHARK. You'll get 20% off. 
We'll get the proceeds to continue growing this show. And y'all know this by now, but I'm David Strasser. This is Shark Bite Biz. We'll see you all next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Shark Bite Biz. We hope you got some insightful info from this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app and visit us on the web at www.sharkbitebiz.com. How has business changed for you in the 20s? Email us at podcast at sharkbitebiz.com so you can join us and share your story. 